Hi, I'm Holiday Kirk, and thank you for listening to the New Metal Agenda podcast. If you want to help further expand the New Metal Agenda, check us out on patreon.com slash newmetal underscore agenda. Membership perks include ad-free episodes, Patreon-exclusive podcasts, the ability to submit questions for guests ahead of time, free merch, and more. Thanks and enjoy the episode. Good evening from Los Angeles. I am Holiday Kirk. Welcome to the New Metal Agenda. Tonight with me, Double Z. What's up? Cran. Good evening. The ever-elusive John. Hey. Now, I'm going to say this, and I think for like 95% of our audience, this is going to sound kind of funny, but I'm when I say this, I really do mean it. <laughs> Big celebrity guest, <laughs> Ian Cohen in the building. Hey, hey, y'all. Big, big, big celebrity. I mean, gosh, uh, like big new metal celebrity or like just big celebrity in general. Uh, and we just had fucking Ross Robinson on the show. But what's oh, fucking crazy is if you hadn't reviewed White Pony for Pitchfork, <laughs> this would not be happening. Wow. Because you reviewed White Pony and I, I read that review and I was like, oh, wait, new metal is okay. <laughs> and i got into the entire genre off of that wow that's that, that that is wild because you know a part of while i was uh you know just kind of preparing or considering like how the show is going to go you know it's like i had to ask myself like how much you know how how true have i been over the years to the agenda and um you know like white pony was kind of i don't want to say like you know the re- like the record that uh kind of shifted my perspective on new metal but like you know in 2000 it was in a weird way like the 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 album that like you could say oh you know uh it, it was the album that you could say like i i i i appreciate what new metal does but you know this is different man and so it, it was it's just kind of interesting how it's like an entry point to new metal now in some ways, whereas back in 2000, it was like seen as this like exit ramp off it. You know what? That's a great fucking point. Because now yeah. it is like it is like a gimme where you can be like, oh, you like Radiohead? Man, check out this album. And then you can <laughs> hand them White Pony. Yeah. That's like the gimme now. But that's that's the opposite of where it would usually go, where it would be like, you know what else came out this year is this album called Kid A. And you'd point people <laughs> in the other direction. But no, I right. had like I had just moved to Los Angeles and I guess that your review hit at exactly the right time. Cause I remember being super excited mm. and it's like so lame to admit this, but I was super excited. Cause I was like, now I can like Deftones like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's happened. So yeah, I really appreciate you doing that Ian Cohen. And I do want to say <laughs> something else because all my co-hosts have this face right now of like, Oh, are we going to talk about pitchfork? So I want to I want to make this I want to make this fairly brief. But you posted a review when you did your re-review of Relationship of Command. Do you remember how oh, the original published gosh. draft of that review had a diss against the Mars Volta? Uh, the original like the original review back from like two thousand or so the review that you published at like twelve midnight Chicago time. It had this funny ass diss against uh, the Mars Volta for writing complicated <laughs> songs with weird time signatures, and then it got yeah. cut. Huh? You didn't know I that? I don't part? remember. Oh, I do God. not remember. I mean, I'm sure I wrote it. Like you know, <laughs> like I, Mar- the Mars Volta is a band that like 
gosh my life i don't want to say my life would be easier if i liked that band more but like i guarantee it would open a lot more doors for me as far i remember thinking that part was really funny and then it got cut like so <laughs> but we have to move on white pony deftones white album, pony right? deftones who could say like who thinks like right off the rip like this is the best new metal album ever i think there's no. a very strong argument but i still think that deftones second record around the fur takes that title so if, if if I could chime in on here, this because like I think the question is like how are we defining new metal? Because oh, I think Jesus. that I, I know, right? Probably a question you've never considered before on this show. But you know, for me, it, it comes down to okay, like I'm gonna be very, very, very on brand right now and talk about like how you know. I have this similar conversation with like Sunny Day Real Estate where it's like, well, yeah, Diary, yes! Diary, <laughs> Diary yeah! is like the best emo album of its era. And I don't know if I believe that, but like it generally tops the lists. But like how it feels to be something on is like a great indie rock record. Similarly, like but I say the same thing about like the hotel year, like home, like no place is there. It's Let's like go, the- baby. We're checking <laughs> off all the Ian Cohen boxes like fast. Yeah. Like let's go. So hold on. So you're wait, are you arguing that the hotel year in, in sunny real estate are new metal? Or are you saying like they straddle that line between two realms? It's sort of the same thing. So like, I would say that like around the fur has more, of the qualities that I would associate with like new metal proper. Um, and though Deftones are like a new metal band, White Pony is less of a new metal album, if that makes any sense. It's great. In- 100%. I think it's their, it's their great departure from their formula. But uh, they actually kind of returned to form with the fourth album. Like White Pony feels like an experiment that obviously mm-hmm. paid off for them. They kind of shaped the rest of their career off of it. Uh, but Around the Fur has more... See, even that one people argue is not a new metal album because it doesn't have rapping or bounce riffs really. Oh yeah, that's a good point. It, but I still <laughs> they're 100 like, wrong, ZZ. But they, they can argue <laughs> yeah, until they're blue. It's in a the new face. metal album, 100. Well, okay, so I actually think to go back to Cohen Core type debate for a second. <laughs> Cohen Core. I, I actually think uh, that the how it feels to be something on comparison is really good because how it feels to be something on by sunny day real estate that was them pushing at the tent of emo really hard like they were ripping at the seams and white pony is similar where it's like they're taking new metal as far as it can go but i think that new metal is a more flexible genre than emo necessarily is so that when people say like oh well white pony is more fucking shoegaze alt metal whatever to me, it's like, no, like they just pushed the genre so far that we should expand the tent to include what they did. And to me, I, th- I think White Pony is plenty new metal. First of all, I wa- here's a good question. Here's a better question than what I asked originally. I would like everyone to let me know, what is the first song on White oh Pony? Oh my God, I was just yeah. about to fucking let's, say. Like, let's do this. Yes, What's the this... first song on White Pony, guys? It's not okay. back to school. Go fuck yourself. You're <laughs> it fired. It depends on if you were <laughs> born and able to wait in line the day it came out. Because Brand, if that's the case. <laughs> John, what's the first song on White Pony? You're fired. Ian, what's the first song on White Pony? I was okay, like, I, 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 did, I didn't even expect to go this route by bringing up Sunny Day Real Estate. But the first day, the fucking day I bought White Pony. You know what I also bought that day? Because it dropped on the same day. Let's the go. Rising Tide by Sunny Day Real Estate. Let's so go. that was... 2000 you haven't I answered bought, my question 
Uh, I I bought both those CDs and of course uh, Fight Sarah is the first song. Like, oh God! That, was the, uh, no, that yes. is well, that, is, that is the one I bought. Like I had that CD. I had the compact disc, and so like you can't tell me that's not the first song. So what I'll do now is I'll just monologue the rest of this and edit the, the four of you out. <laughs> anyway, so we start. You have to start with track one, which is Back to School. Oh Maybe. my God. I and, knew it. All I right. Knew it. All right. It's a bonus track that they front loaded. First That's of all, what it is. first of all, Double Z, you're younger than me. You've yeah. never had a copy of this album that didn't have Back to School at the first track. What the are you only doing? The copy of this album that I own does not have Back to School on it at all. <laughs> it has so, a gray album cover, too. Yes. Yeah, you know God. The, the fucking one with like, it's either blue or red. Like, I mean, God, that just. <laughs> I had the red plastic one. Oh God! But the album is better with "Back to School" as track one. <laughs> no, hold on. Let's not. Let's not agree. Here we go. Here we go. I'm doing it, baby. I'm fucking. I think if they up. had just like ended "Pink Maggot" and then started that out like as like a hidden track, that would be pretty exactly cool. like that. That is that's what you do with like the flu kit. That's what the Lemonheads did with Miss Robinson. It's gotta like, be that's... a way to mute everyone, right? Like to mute. <laughs> No, I'm listen, sure listen, right. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. You have Back to School as track one, and you have Pink Maggot as the last track. It brings the whole thing full circle. It brings the whole thing full circle because you have that chorus excised, transplanted onto track one. You get all the way to the last track. It does that patient build and then hits that chorus again. That shit is fucking amazing. And I'm not joking. This is not some meme shit. This isn't some Twitter shit. I'm being really serious. I think that's incredible, impeccable sequencing. I think Madonna was right on that one. Okay. <laughs> she was. That was that's good fucking sequencing. And I know that this is dude, this is the this is the takeover versus ether of new metal. And it comes down to it comes down to if you were there day of, you think that that second track fit a share of whatever you say that that's track one and you can't hear it any other way but if you're like younger and you can hear it and you've only owned them the other way back to school is the better track one well in in, in this parallel you think ether's the better song and it's that's not, not at all not. fucking true it's not like all i mean also like can we just like i mean i don't know how much this like influences the opinion here but like chino himself thinks this song sucks like yeah that's fine. It's a great song. I love uh, that song. Okay. It's a great song. And I'll tell you what, too. So you do the track one, right, where it's like new metal and it's weird. And then you jump into that second track and it's a perfect, uh, it's a perfect red herring. You get right back on track with the, with is, the correct Efton style. Is there a better first line of any album than fuck I'm drunk? And like, you're going to tell me there's a better way to do it. I, the album's better with Back to School with number one. You could waterboard me and I wouldn't change this opinion. There's no way. They already gave you Whiplash with Elite, though. Fucking Digital Bath and Elite back to back. That's Whiplash. Mm. True. The Grammy, the Grammy winning. Grammy elite. winning. Yeah. It's so Grammy weird that that was the song that won a Grammy, but. <laughs> so fire. So I like fire. that song. It's good, yeah. especially yeah. live, but it's Korea really weird. Korea's kind of a snap after has. knife party, too. Yeah. Korea, yeah. The, the one song they never fucking play live, but whatever. You know what? I think so I saw me, them play Korea. I think they played it at Deal of Dallas Stuff Towns You know what, guys? We've and done it? a lot. We've I done a lot so. of we've done okay. a lot of arguing, but I think that we can like all just get on the same page about one thing, which is that this is a great fucking album. Well, well let, let me ask you. I think I think this is a good a uh, uh, question I have to ask. I mean, you know, amongst 
people i feel like this group is pretty well aware of you know the, i guess the critical conversation what it might have been around the time or what it is now i remember like reading a really just kind of uh like a pan review from spin on this record but like are there people out there who think this record sucks like i mean like i, I mean i could think of like you know i even even amongst like radiohead fans you're like yeah they really peaked with like the bands like this kid a shit is bullshit um uh, are there people who like i mean i think with every album of a certain stature you're gonna find like haters but like are there people who like have serious antagonism like that's their deal saying that like white pony sucks that's a great question i've never heard i've never heard had anyone come around and be like man fuck this album yeah and sure like, I've, I've heard that okay. but i mean i come from a different world i guess oh yeah like you know i i I deal with black metal nerds all the time. So oh, like okay. that new so metal shit sucks. Exactly. They that, just, they're everything. Yeah, the genre's it's bad. antagonistic. Okay. Yeah, well, like, it's not just white pony in particular. It's the genre. Right. Yeah. No, it's but like, not you know, you bring enough. up Deftones isn't heavy enough. That's it. sure. I mean, that could be an episode in its own. That we could talk about <laughs> like people like trying to say that things aren't heavy, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like you, you bring up a celebrated album, like like this one which is good and interesting and you know there, there's always going to be some sort of hater but if you're talking about people who say that there's like a better deftones album and they specifically hate on this one i haven't come across that oh i think i think that i i think there are a, there is a large contingent of like around the fur truthers even I'm amongst right like even even amongst like the uh the even amongst like the people like I was just talking with at Pitchfork about like when this I have like some of my it's funny because like the sort of people who like really got into electronic music or whatever in like college in the 2000s like they were like yeah I fucked with around the fur in high school and then like I just got off board and like yeah it, it, I just listened to nothing but jazz and electronic like Deftones I I wouldn't listen to that let me tell you what here's the schism that is opening up with Deftones and new metal and it, it is happening to me too which is that Deftones is the band is the new metal band that you are allowed to like like ah Deftones mm. like oh even Pitchfork likes them so <laughs> I think that it personally speaking it's almost like okay you know I I'm done with that band. Like I don't need to defend them anymore. They're fine. Right. So yeah. I would, and and the thing is, is like White Pony, like you said, the Benz or whatever, like White Pony is like the genre's okay computer where it's like, mm-hmm. yep, we all love it. We know it's great. Yeah. What else you got? And I don't, and the thing is, is, that doesn't downgrade the record for me at all. It's still a masterpiece in my eyes, but I can understand why people would be a little exhausted of just, the the white pony thing ian i have an interesting question for you because i'm once again scanning your review of this record that i've read six zillion times um (laughs) have you always have wait are you at all a new metal defender or do you just like deftones so you know my 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 history with the genre um you know i would say that uh i own like uh you know i own life is peachy on cassette i would say that was like my first new metal album or that i listened to uh i think i bought like the corn self-titled um you know in like a used cd store or something like that and with corn um you know i i really loved their energy i love what they do and of course if you're like in high school like i bought like i bought life i, I bought life is peachy in real time and like 
you you put on twist and it's like dude you got to check this shit out like driving to school and you know from from that point forward um i you know i liked a corn song here and there and you know i would see like you know sepultura on um on uh headbangers ball and i do indeed consider uh roots to be a new metal album you know shout out to ross robinson there do people not consider that I'm well, sorry. No, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Yeah. I couldn't Sepultura resist. I couldn't predates, resist. I'm so Sup- sorry. Yeah, Sepultura predates new metal, but like you know, they 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 good for them for like getting Ross and like DJ Lethal in there. But otherwise, you know, like I was, I mean, uh, for the most part, like a kid. A like uh, I was listening like fucking pulp and pavement in high school like thinking that shit made me this motherfucker was walking around listening to elbow when he could have been listening to hybrid (laughs) theory like i listened to okay i listened to both of those by the way like i fucked with the hybrid theory i worked at a college radio station well it was actually no it, it was at college but it was also um you know, it was like at a college campus, but it was like kind of clear channel playlist. And I, I, I distinctly recall kind of early on when it was just like one step closer was the only song that had been released. There was, we had, um, we would have the CD and it would say on the front, like, these are the songs you can play. Like, these are the singles, these are the songs you can play. And it would just have a, like a little note about the, about the album. And it said about Linkin Park, it's like, this one could blow up big uh and it's like lo and, and behold did. it did Boy, didn't. so i i i liked i liked hybrid theory the thing about like new metal to me at that time and to a degree in, to this day is that um the anger of it i found hard to relate to but like when it started to get kind of sad and wimpy then 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 all of like the sonic all the things that i always thought were sonically interesting about the genre um kind of you know, it clicked for me in a way. So um, I would, but just in general, like I've always considered, I've always like functioned as a little bit of like a contrarian, to- especially towards like, you know, like the New York centric uh, idea of like what, you know, rock or indie rock should be. And I do think that um, I mentioned this in the review of White Pony and I really wish I had like kind of uh, had more space to elaborate on this, but um I mean, it was all it's 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 sort of like how when I was in college, like there was the, you know, the raucous sound bombing stuff versus like, you know, the bling rap type thing. It was like, oh, this stuff like, uh, you know, Black Star and Most Deaf and all like the roots like this is real hip hop, like not that bullshit like Juvenile and Jay-Z and like all the stuff I was getting shit for. And I think there was a parallel to that with, um, you know, White Pony, because you know, obviously in 2001, that was, you know, new rock revolution. It was the strokes. It was, you know, white stripes. It was yeah, like all it these was bands the time from New to York. draw the line. Exactly. And I love a lot of those bands, but if you really think about like what was moving thing, like what, 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 what critics say they want out of like rock music, which is stuff that like really pushes things forward and is like genre ignore or genre inclusive and like, um, you know, interfaces with rap and electronic view. Like that's what new metal was doing. The problem is it was like coming from, you know, Sacramento it was coming from Jacksonville, like Iowa. Um, and also as far as if I was a new metal defender, first two slip my downs fucking love them. Oh my God, man. Those records are just, just wild. Um, but you know, it's like, 
every single thing you read about like the strokes or, you know, from that time, it's like, Oh, we got to like take it back from new metal and teen pop and, you know, emo and so forth. And which of course, I kind of think is like fine. Like that's, yeah. that's just the, such the natural life cycle of things. Like that was of part of our discussion with Ross as Ross was talking about like, like, Oh, how corporate and, it, uh, new metal became but i kind of was i and i had presented the idea i was like but that's just the natural way of things yeah. it happens every time so i mean it doesn't seem to happen i don't know if it happens anymore but every 10 but like every 10 years every five years there would be a big genre that would crop up and get co-opted by the mainstream and then run yeah. to the ground i don't know if that happens now but it used to <laughs> yeah like everyone in- like everyone remembers where they were when they found out Jay-Z was at a Grizzly Bear concert. But yeah. <laughs> I don't think that shit really goes down anymore. Yeah, not to the same degree. And I mean, I I guess I'm a bit spoiled in that. Like I was at, um, you know, I was working at a radio station, like seeing uh, how this stuff, like, you know, not just playing like, you know, Strokes, White Stripes and Jimmy World, but also like, you know, Injected and Edema. And, Fuck like, yeah, all- let's go Injected. <laughs> <laughs> and let's so, go the good people that Arista Records for servicing you that uh, edema album. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a great story about uh the guy overcoming the odds and being like Jonathan Davis's cousin or something like that. Half brother. Dude. <laughs> okay. And it. I just and I just got the connection. Did you guys see that? That the the last guy to join our Discord was like, Yeah, I know the lead singer of edema he works at a steakhouse now or a bar and grill Aww, and the band okay. reached out to him like do you want to come back for a tour and he was like fuck no <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay that fucking rocks i like that yeah guy. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll be hearing the way you like it much differently <laughs> the term industry plant gets thrown around a lot these days edema we're on the side of del taco cups and Whoa, I'm what? I'm not kidding. I had a person send me a, a picture of a Del Taco cup with the Dima on the side, like available now at Coconuts. Like that's how, <laughs> oh that's God. how fucking hard Arista Records pushed that band was they were putting them on the side of fucking Del Taco. I would, I I I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that I will literally die if I don't get the Edema Del Taco cup. <laughs> I need to I need to reach out and be like I've got ten dollars cash. What do you What do you want? But anyway, I think we do need to get back on topic, which is okay. Fine, Ian. Ian. Yes. New Metal Defender. What would you give Life is Peachy for a Sunday review? Oh, geez. Out of 10, um, go. I would say that um, I haven't listened to it in a very long time, but I would say like high sevens. Like the one I would give the highest review is like, here's the thing. I would say that the self-titled is probably the one I could get away with giving like a high eight just based on its importance, even though like I don't. It's it's a hard listen album to listen to all the way through in one sitting. The self-titled? Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's, a, it's really long. <laughs> listen, the man that gave Pinkerton a 10 is trying to tell us about albums that are hard to listen to. I hey, man, that's the... like 32 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long 32 minutes. 
Oh, it's okay. No, misinterpreting me. you misinterpreting me. 32 minutes is the longest hour and 10 minutes of my life. I <laughs> spent so many hours learning those songs on bass for the Weezer cover band I was in. I despise that it album took you, now. It, wait a minute. It took it, those, those seem like bass lines that shouldn't take an hour to learn. They were the first songs I ever learned on bass. <laughs> okay, fair. there we go. It took me a long time to learn all the guitar parts, which I did and no longer remember. But anyway, that album is a 10. Moving on. So speaking I, of Pinkerton, White Pony. Why yeah, white the person I heard white pony was when I was in that fucking user cover band, so and that's what got you out of them. Um, yeah, great album. Anyway, this is as pretty much as good as I think Maynard is ever gonna get, and <laughs> I think Digital Bath is probably the best song on there. But it is like, yeah, it is like the first time I feel like a new metal album paid a lot of attention to sequencing. Like, how do we hmm. put this album together in a way that makes sense as a start, track one, just end record and does this wait does this one have a hidden track i don't know the so. special edition does if you got the red one uh, uh what is that boys republic what? yeah but was that a hidden track or was huh. that actually label on the back it, it was like 15 minutes after pink maggot okay really so they did hide it behind some silence oh i didn't know that because i mean even mm-hmm. like around the fur which is like pretty well sequenced yeah that's like a half hour of silence Fucking half yeah. hour of silence even endless <laughs> nameless wasn't even a half hour of silence like that's yeah. a bit ridiculous what but... wait a minute was it what didn't the which one what wasn't it like the um tool the the tool with the first tool album yeah like, didn't that go to like 69 tracks yeah 69 yeah. tracks because of course it, it a, did. Because of sixty course. blank tracks between yeah. uh, flood and uh, disgust faded. That's right. Oh gosh. Uh, what, God, what was the name of that? Undertow. Op- Undertow. Yeah, that's Undertow. God. I am caught fucking lacking, not remembering a tool fucking album. Man, all title, good. Man, yeah. I think that the, but I think that all of new metal was building toward this point where. You know, like 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 the idea of new metal and alt metal and alternative rock is like mm-hmm. a trio all converged right. to this one point, and that is White Pony. And and it makes sense that it would come out in 2000 because yeah, it's it's once again one of those things that split open and becomes the rest of the 2000s. And it is just good to remember, like it it's a great album, and nothing really sounds quite like this either because I don't think anyone dared to be this heavy and also this it's just weird it's a weird record like for every change or digital bath that makes mm. sense in terms of a verse chorus perspective there's also like a knife party yeah it has the weirdest freak out that comprises the second half you'll ever hear nothing really compares to that and no. even with and even with a song like um like passenger which we kind of take for granted as being this really good song it still corrals maynard to just play it straightforward and like sing a love song dude like mm. don't get weird don't yeah just two <laughs> dudes singing about fucking in a car nothing weird about that yeah <laughs> compared hey, to what maynard usually with... sings about yeah no there is nothing weird about that like maynard <laughs> probably came into the studio and was like oh, i want to sing about prison sex again and they're like no just keep it normal all right like like, like let's let's remove like the bill hicks lyric the song about like bill hicks or <laughs> like right, whatever right you know, what, whatever the fuck dude or wine making or whatever the fuck he was on about so did you see he responded to me on twitter i did not what did he say i was like i said like um what did i say oh yeah i said i said maynard do you like new metal and he said you're fired <laughs> and he's like he's Aww. like you're fired <laughs> like I'm like like a, like was he making like a donald trump joke or i don't think so but i did really want to say i loved your work in earshot 
They didn't, <laughs> oh, I didn't get that. I didn't get that far. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to send everyone a new link. Fuck all Zoom. Right. We'll be right. right back, listeners. See you all in 10 minutes. This is an ad break. We can do an ad break. We can do that. Oh, yeah. There we go. And <laughs> now a word from Rocks our sponsors. That's another one of those bands, a perfect circle, where it's like, I should like this. Like, just, huh. just Tool, but more pop. And I can't get down with it. Like, I'd rather listen to One Side Zero than Tool any fucking day of the month. Uh, uh, the singles the singles on uh, Meredith Noms are great. Like, yes. I, yeah, the like the the guitar tone on the hollow, like that 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 alone is worth the price of admission. Three Libras is a great sunny day real estate song. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah, we going full Cohen, baby. Full <laughs> Cohen this time. Here, are we now? Yeah. Oh no, it, I mean you can't okay. not discuss Tool. We're we're we got oh, off. Yeah. We're we're on passenger. We we got to talk about the fucking Maynard extended universe. Oh fuck yeah, the, the Maynard James Keenan extended universe. Yeah. Now oh. I can finally shine. I love tools yeah. as well. Kirk yeah, I, not, I, I, I have I have pitched Anima as a Sunday review many a time. Uh, to what no would avail. you give it? What would you give it? I would say that's like a solid eight point five. But yeah. what would you wait? Yes. Like you'd only give Life Is Peachy a high seven, man. I gotta tell you though, I don't. I gotta li- look. I gotta listen to Life Is Peachy again. Like that's I, a, I, that's the best sequenced corn record. Like that is the only one of theirs to me that works cover to cover. Yeah, I mean, I think with like corn, they know how to make a great first song. I mean, like it's uh, and but so yeah, Deftones with Trieta oh, Sarah. Yeah. Look, Kirk, it's not back to school. <laughs> you know what? Log on to Spotify. You tell me what the first song is. I don't know. Yeah, what to say. It's the, it's we, the we we we've lost track. our way as a culture. Haven't we? Do you think? Yeah. Do you think Never forget what they took from you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> what they took from you was back to school. Okay, so don't. No, it is the other way around. Well, we're recording anyway, right now, right? <laughs> no, anyway, we, uh, does anyone here prefer Tony Ox Pro Skater One to Tony Ox Pro Skater Two? I was more of a Jet Moto guy. Jet I was more Moto of a Tony Ox Pro Skater Four guy. Yeah. I was three. Because what was happened was game. was Deftones or. What the band played so much in that studio was the first Tony Hawk. Yes, I love that aspect of this record. They played it so much that the album got delayed because yeah. they spent so much time in the fucking in the fucking studio just playing that game over and over. And I do mm. think that the album has that, you know, not to not to be too English major about it, but I do think the album has a very digital sort of sheen to it. Um, oh yeah of like the advent of that new technology. Cause like around the fur, I think was a lot more slack than what mm-hmm. white pony ended up being. And white, white pony is much tighter and much more digital and much more cocaine than yeah. around the fur was. Yeah. Around the fur was more weed, you know? Absolutely. And they, they said about it as much like, you know, white, like around the fur, they were just all hanging out and just smoking weed all the time. And then White Pony, yeah, I mean they it's called been, White they, Pony. So. Yeah, I mean they're, they're, yeah, they're, like Korea is about like doing drugs and like hanging out with strippers. I mean, like it's there's not a lot of subtext on. You know that what's song. insane? I was I used Both to be the on the country this, and the, the song. I yeah. used to do guests. Uh, I used to do a guest appearance on this podcast called uh, New Breed, and they would do this thing called New Metal Jeopardy every once in a while. <laughs> and one of the one of the final Jeopardy questions was like. Uh, what does white pony refer to? And because I was like trying, I was like thinking about it and I was like, oh, I think it refers to this other oh, the, thing. The pale horse, the end of the yeah. world. Yeah, some something shit. like that. Yeah. The apocalypse. And they, yeah. And then the answer was cocaine. And they were like, <laughs> and they were like, they were like, how did you get that wrong? 
I just <laughs> thought, I thought there's no way it could be that obvious. You it hadn't was. lived in LA long enough, apparently. It was, mm. viewer, it was that obvious. But just to clarify an earlier mistake I made, The Boys Republic was a listed bonus track, but only on the black and red special editions. There we go. What else was on the black and red? Spe- what was the first track on the black and red editions? Uh, Fight of Sarah. Was it? Uh, Man. Uh, Back to school came out so much later. We're talking months and months. Yeah, it took it took like if you got it day one, you had like the video didn't come out. It it wasn't a thing. That is an insane record label over (laughs) abuse of power is to replace the first track on your yeah. That's and they pushed it crazy. They pushed it so hard. The fucking tour wasn't called the White Pony tour. It was called the Back to School tour. Yeah, yeah. They (laughs) they got Paul Hunter to do the video. I mean, it was like it sucks. It's a terrible video. It's like doesn't work. Well, it matches the lyrics though. To be fair, yeah. That it's a great video for like what it was trying to accomplish, but like it's. It, it like it, it just all put together it's like yeah this is they accomplished what they were setting out to do and it wasn't even that big of a hit it wasn't they, did, they accomplished none of what they were setting out to do actually <laughs> mr ian cohen they and, failed uh, hard was it letterman they did that song on they pushed Maybe. that song and then like a motocross shit. thing on mtv and then they never played it again no, they, they played, played it when Kirk and, and I just, just saw them. Actually, they played it when we saw. No them. way, they really? It. They fucking no, no, way. That, no, they they played it at the Adele's Deftones, didn't they? Yeah. I was so yeah. excited. The last song. I was like, new metal was so combined. bad, baby. <laughs> metal is so bad. I was drinking my twenty dollar Pacifico Tall Boy, like <laughs> new metal is back, motherfuckers. But, <laughs> But like they would play that at like a Dia de los Deftones when they're all super drunk and like it's just kind of the good vibe. But like I like that they're embracing it. It's a good song. I mean, I'm not trying to argue it's a bad song. I'm trying to argue it's a bad track one. Yeah, it's an Uh, it's like a it's uh, I don't know. I I, I, I'm like it's a good song, but it's not a great Deftone song. How's that? Yeah, there it is. No, this is my entire. This is my entire problem with Deftones is that they settled into their Deftones comfy rhythm of doing their yeah. weird ass, maybe it's shoegaze, maybe it's not songs, and they got boring after that. I liked wow. when Madonna came down to the studio and was like, rap, motherfucker. <laughs> I liked when somebody was pushing them to do that. All right. No, because like you're bringing this up like, oh, them rapping is a good idea. The reason one of the reasons I've not gone back to life is peachy. And I just remembered it is that that's the song they fucking cover Ice Cube's Wicked. Great it rocks. Great cover. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Great cover. So oh my good. God. They did it live Great with cover. Ice Cube and it fucking rocks. What a rock. Okay. Fuck dying. That's a good song. That's also, also a good song. A great yes. song. Man, Ian, you're so on point with this. Great song, great song, man. Super Listen great. to the flow of a so-called Caucasian. Oh God! Even when I was like sixteen, I'm like, so look, because the Predator was like one of my favorite rap albums ever made at that point, and it's just like I felt still holds up too. Know. Yeah, the Predator's fucking awesome, but that that's neither here nor there. Shout out to Ice Cube, definitely a guy who's uh he 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 definitely saw which way the uh the 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 winds were uh, blowing the in the late nineties. The wind was blowing. Yeah. I do want to say, too, speaking of wind blowing, you called it uh, in 2013 when you reviewed Reflection by Bowser. Oh, God, yeah. When I tell you that this shook the earth, 
I'm telling you, <laughs> I had never seen anyone reference crawling by Linkin Park or Be Quiet oh, yeah. by Deftones in a positive way before that happened. And do you remember when um, Pitchfork used to show Facebook likes on their reviews? I do, yeah. That one racked up like 6,000 likes. I swear to God, that is like one of the most impactful things I've ever written in my life. It was life. a big deal. I had no idea. Like I, uh, someone like one, like our our the 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 thing about that time was that like brandon stosoy he's like you know he's a metal guy like you know he he is um amenable to the agenda and he like sent this he sent this song my way and to grayson kern another metal writer and he's like this kind of hot topic but i'm like is this good i'm like yeah this sounds like some shit i listened to in 2001 i'll i'll fucking write about it and like having no idea that like this that would just like kind of activate this part of the internet that like had, uh, and I would just, I just got so many emails that day and like balance and composure isn't even like, I mean, they were a big band in their world, but it's not like we were covering like fallout boy or like, you know, uh, who had like, uh, the story so far or whatever, like in an actual all time low for that matter. It's just like that really set the course of like, I, I can't like I'm not exaggerating and saying like that song like that that little bullshit track review like changed the trajectory of my life over the next 10 years. It changed the trajectory of my life because that was <laughs> the first time I had ever heard those songs referenced to in a positive light. Yeah. I was like and I was like, are these good songs? Can I say that? Are we allowed? To say that? <laughs> and I do. T- I often tell people I'm like, that's where the new metal revival started was right there. Wow. But that's just because I'm that's pe- pe- that's like sort of where like the main like at least our coverage of like emo also began. So, yeah, that was that was like low key. A very, and, you know, I'm not trying to like, you know, be hyperbolic or like hype my own shit up. But it's like that. I just remember that day, like just getting emails from my like what like what have you done dude like this people are like losing their minds and then you gave the album a 6.6 and fucked it and i don't and i don't regret it okay like that album rules but it also kind of (laughs) sucks yeah that's a 6.6 for you rules and kind of sucks same thing with the turnovers peripheral vision i sometimes get shit for that but like even the people who like that album, like yeah it's kind of cringe like uh and again like there's no good score for that but like it's so funny because like i i think that they'll probably have to you know not have to or they will do a reunion tour but like you could tell like i've i've interviewed john simmons from that band and he it's like you know they're they're kind of like uh they follow the path of like the 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 typical new metal person where it's like oh yeah this is the kind of music i was making in my teens I'm into SoundCloud rap now. I'm into like, you know, Haxan Cloak or like all the stuff that like Chino likes and like Steph would be like, yeah, whatever. This shit's this shit sucks. Um, yeah, but like like it balance of composure, like that's an album. That sh- I love Will Yip. That's my dude. But like, oh, man, if I could hear Ross Robinson on that. Yeah, like that's I, I want the Ross Robinson tapes. Someone just needed to go up in the booth and just whip this shit into shape. And I think that that is, I mean, the the Deftones. The thing about the Deftones is that, like, the further on in the Deftones career that you go, the mm-hmm. more you get into them, kind of like doing their own thing and not being beholden to the whip of commercial expectations. And I think they were at their best when somebody somewhere was like, write a hit single. 
I think that I think that like every new metal band was at their best when somebody somewhere was like, you could write a hit. Like it's not mm. impossible. You could write a hit single. And yeah. I think that that's just a big part of like the new metal essence was that not just trying in the studio, like, and then that came up too with our discussion with Ross Robinson is Ross was like songs need choruses and they need to be good. It's like, <laughs> you think of, like, you think of him as some guy that's like making the singers cry and being so brutal and so heavy. But at the same time, like the reason relationship of command and roots are great albums is because they wrote choruses. Yeah, like I am not the type of person who will say that like, oh, In Casino Out is like truly the best at the drive-in record. I'm like, nah, man. well, you hey, would be right if you said that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, look, I, I I can't front like I got into that shit after Relationship Command. Like, I saw the One Arm Scissor video on MTV. I'm like, this is the coolest fucking thing I've seen in my life. Uh, this album rules, and then it. Y- being 20 years old not really well versed in a lot of like you know post-hardcore like emo from that time like yeah this what's with this production man this sounds like this kind of sounds like cheap man fuck this like and again i've come to appreciate them uh you know for what they are but like nah and nothing fucking tops like the first four songs like the side a of a relationship command it's like I can't even listen to that whole album in the gym because I just like wear myself out after like uh, after <laughs> Invalid Litter Department. You know what I mean? Let me check on something though. Who in this room was there when White Pony dropped? Day one. Day one. I was not. I paid twenty four ninety nine for the special edition at a college yeah. bookstore. I bought it at uh, Plan Nine Music in Charlottesville, Virginia. Let's go yeah, creds. I, We're flashing credits right now. I bought it the day it came out. Um, I probably drank a steel reserve that night and played uh <laughs> NCAA football because that's what I was doing that summer. I worked that is, you know what? It is funny slash lame as shit that my credentials are man. Ian Cohen reviewed it for Pitchfork and I added it to my Apple Music library right away, baby. Like, man. Look, I mean, I, I look, the, the same thing comes with me if like writing about emo, though, because like I wasn't fucking there. I was not at Mac Rock. Like, you know, I, like some some girl I like played uh, Fevers and Mirrors in her car, like while her boyfriend was in the car, like as we drove up to a show. And I'm like, oh, tell me more about this. Oh, genre. God damn it. Did you do the re-review? No, hold on. Hold the fuck on. Didn't, did you do the re-review of Transatlanticism by Death Cab for Cutie? I did. I'm not I'm not, not a- fucking ruined my life when you re-reviewed that and got me into that album. I could have been into anything when I was in college and you got me into Death Cab for Cutie, you motherfucker. Yeah, I could have been into Eddie. I could have been into Disclosure, but you had to get me into fucking Death Cab for Cutie. You son of a bitch. This is exactly like the Billy Corgan on The Simpsons. He's like, you know, Homer's like, thanks to your gloomy music, my kids are have stopped trying to dream of a future I can't possibly provide. He's like, eh, we, we try to, to make, make a difference. difference. <laughs> well, just yeah, just just imagine like, I mean, reading Pitchfork like actually in two thousand and shit, and like. You know, like I could have spent years thinking the fragile was cool, but it's like, oh, they, maybe they've got a, maybe they've got a point there. <laughs> you were like, I got to buy this. This Walt. is the worst album ever. Yeah, maybe I need to buy this fucking Walt Minkin like uh, twelve rods albums right now. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, let's go we... twelve rods reference in twenty twenty three, baby. Shout, shout, shout to Riley Walker and uh, Husky Pants Records, man. He, shout he's, out uh, to my co-hosts, man. Yeah. 
love that this is where this is going. But <laughs> I do think that I'm curious though. So when when it dropped, when it came out, and you guys picked it up right away at your whatever fucking super profitable record stores were available at the time, was it something that you thought like, man, this rules, or were you just like, I'm young and mad and I need something? Well, like, like you I, know what I mean. Like were yeah. you like were you like credentialed about it? You were like ah art, or were you just mad and need so? Something? I think I read, like I read, I think um, some of the reviews that kind of primed me for what it was doing. And, you know, uh, I was excited about the fact that it was like, you know, new metal, but like also a little more like artsy and, you know, the way I liked. And um, I was 20 years old at the time. And so, you know, still mad, but also like really, you know, just wanted to do drugs and like, you know, hook up and shit. And so, uh, uh, but be sad too. So yeah, White Pony, like, really hit all those marks and when i first listened to it like i didn't think oh this is going to be an album i'm going to be you know talking about 23 years after the fact um but it was like (laughs) it like yeah this album like where and not even like a where has this been all my life but like oh wow this is like really fucking cool this is not what i expected from deftones this is really hitting the spot in like a way i this just can't like maybe in a way like the last smashing pumpkins album didn't you know it's like it wasn't all that far off from what like machina was doing but it was doing so in a way that like struck me as like more innovative and dangerous than like you know obviously like what smashing pumpkins were doing so again like i was saying it's like it was a i probably went home i probably played video games went out to the bars in charlottesville and like i don't know maybe like drunk dialed people and fell asleep so it was it, it was very it was very much uh, amenable to the lifestyle I was living at. How did you get into a bar at age twenty, sir? Um, the answer to that is uh, back in the day, uh, two thousand. Um, you had these things called fake IDs, and they only could be from like New Jersey or Oklahoma. Those were the two easiest to fake, and hopefully you knew a guy who had the new jersey one because like even in virginia if you're showing up like four deep and all four of you guys are from oklahoma they're going to be a little suspicious so my girlfriend just laughed at that thanks honey (laughs) thanks for laughing at that we always need a more female presence here on the new metal agenda so we'll take whatever we can get i and i think that is someone that so okay so i was turned on to this album God, let me think. September 17th, 2017. And Z, when did you kind of get into this one? 2017 as well. Uh, Fresh out of high school. First time I got into Deftones. Uh, I was coming hot off of listening to Around the Fur over and over for like three days straight. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I should listen to another record by this band. So far, I fucking (laughs) love them. And uh, yeah, I was on the way to fucking practice for the, again, the stupid Weezer cover band I was in. (laughs) Yeah, he was in a whole ass Weezer cover band <laughs> which was an emo band at first but we didn't have enough original material so we just started covering Blue Album and Pinkerton over and over and Z was the well that's really all you need and Z yeah. you were the you were the singer you were Rivers no no I no. think you were I Matt Sharper I was like the drummer Matt and they kept getting mad at me for getting off rhythm so they I really bass. hope that band was called the Say It Ain't So's no that's we, a pretty uh, good that's kind of good that's kind of good i don't remember what we called ourselves because i think that sex wax america or whatever like i'm just like rip- good. <laughs> well because we yeah. named ourselves before we just converted to a weezer cover band uh, it's not important but the important part is 
I remember listening to that on the way to practice and then like halfway through practice, I just started playing teenager on a Bluetooth speaker. And I was like, what if we did this instead guys? And they were like, nah, fuck that. And I was not in that band three days later. (laughs) Yeah. We're we're a Weezer cover band. We don't cover what shit like that. (laughs) They were through with the new use easy. I'm sorry. Were you guys called the new use? No, that would have been a good name. God, it was like some dumb name. We were trying to be, uh, I mean, a lot of the stuff we were listening to at the time was like Jeff Rosenstock, Microwave, bands like those. <laughs> but I do think that if we could get back to the point, which is that I think what people are listening is that they really want to know what you would give Sing the Sorrow if you could review that. God, you know, I've also pitched 8. that one for Sunday review and I've like really dropped the fucking 8. ball 8. with the 20 with the 20th anniversary review 9. of that. 8. I'd say here's the deal. Like, I 4. don't 8.8. <laughs> Uh, there's what i would pitch it but like if 6.9 uh, dude no that's dude, a, that, that is the saying most... the sorrow fucking rule so hard the problem is like with the score that they allowed me to give white pony it just there sets a standard it is. what did they talk you down from with white pony i don't even remember what i originally gave it but um i was trying i was i'm sure i tried to give it a nine man that would have been big could you imagine yeah. if you had logged a Deftones 9.0 on pitchforkme.com <laughs> in 2017? God damn. Yeah, I think my, I think Jeremy Larson, the one of the editors, I don't know if he was the editor at the time, but I think I'll he's got a him. white pony tattoo. So he's not on Twitter anymore. But uh, yeah, I mean that I'm like, oh yeah, I got, I got that. Like I got this and it's like, okay, fine, whatever. You're letting me. You're letting me run this review. Fine, whatever. Fuck so would it. they like, not? Do you think they'd let? Do you think they will let me give Slipknot a nine point five? I pitched that one as well. Um, but yeah, if you want to do what that, like, what did you give? Uh, it? Oh, I would get that. That one's uh, that's an eight eight. Um, I guess I don't know. I'm, I have no fucking clue where I'm coming up with these. By the way, uh, you again, know your brain is trained on this. Come yeah, on. It, it, it is, and yet, like, I'm. Just, I feel like I'm just randomly throwing shit out there. But yeah, fucking go. I feel like you know. I I feel like honestly, we're like not just you know that publication, but all the places I write for. It's like real post taste now. Like you could. You could make the argument that like like corn self title is like a nine. You could say nine point five, not it. Yeah, whatever, whatever, man. Just like go fucking whatever, nuts, man. man. Just go nuts. Go like, d- but yeah, I am. I I, I just point two out of ten. Poor guy. He's like, this is not the discussion I signed up for. Like, no, I, I, know, I know where this is going. Like, Jesus. I appreciate. I, I appreciate this because like so often, like people will be on like Twitter or whatever. It's like, hey, didn't you give like uh, such and such an eight point two? And it's like, you know what the fucking score is, dude. You don't 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 fucking cap, man. Like, just just be be real about how how nerd ass we are about this stuff but yeah god i real i really am disappointed by um i was really disappointed with not having pitched a uh afi piece for uh sing the style because god that record rules is that that's not new metal at all right no i've, tr- I've tried i've tried it's not it's one i'm sorry i'm sorry it's for. not it's no, no it's not the breakdown. at all dude yeah Oh, it's not even close, but what a no. what an incredible fucking album. Man, that is I just best that AFI is, record. I'll even no, oh. I'll even tell you what. That is the greatest emo album of its era. Better no, than any MCR, insane. better than any Fallout. Oh, no, 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 no. no. You're fucking it's insane. better than like yeah, that band provides for me what MCR does for a lot of people. But 
I just like my favorite AFI story is like I went to Coachella and it must have been 2013. They were playing across Hyam. And I'm like, okay, I got to cover Hyam, but like, I'm going to stick around. Oh man, he had to cover. He's like, God damn it. They were good. But then like AFI, I'm like, I'm going to stick around. And like the first two songs they played were like the leaving song part two and girls not great. I'm like, this is the best 10 fucking minutes I've ever witnessed. Like, especially, especially if you had to be there for Haim. Like if you had to go through the H&M dressing room experience (laughs) of listening to Haim perform live. Davey Havoc, man. Like that guy gets such good like that guy can jump dude that guy is in shape for real he's the most vegan ass vegan I <laughs> I this, this episode is going to be an absolute nightmare to edit i'm already upset with myself for letting this happen it, but- afi is deftones related they use the same social media firm and they accidentally posted an afi tour announcement on the deftones page which maybe <laughs> oh, you remember together. that you remember uh, i did not know that this yeah. is- this is Everyone the fucking war, man. This God, is the war. They posted the Sing the Sorrow announcement on the Deftones page. Yeah, I, got I, was that was a local show. I was my mind. I was ready. I was like, I'll pay, I'll pay whatever. I will just put the credit card up and you can figure it out later. Because I was like, whatever. I thought it was going to be Sing the Sorrow in full with Deftones opening. And that oh, is, geez. by the way, the Sing the Sorrow show is happening in 10 days. Couldn't get tickets. Want to kill myself. But that is happening in 10 days. Yeah, I'm gonna be out, I'm gonna be out of town, so I can't see that shit either. We do need to I, get. The, hold on, we do have to get this back on topic. So I'm just gonna ask again, okay. Ian. What would yes. you give title of record by filter? <laughs> <laughs> uh, take look, man. Take a picture. Eight point nine. I can't believe what a fucking just song. Confirmed eight point nine. Eight point nine. Yeah, that, that sure. That's a, that's an eight point nine right there. No, that. what would you what would you give it? Eight point two. I haven't listened to it in ages, man. Let's call it a seven, eight. I, I, again, I don't know where I'm coming from with this. I really, I really want to listen to this record now. Like, uh, yeah, I, I really do. It was another one of those moments when you changed everything for me was when you just tweeted, like, why are all these bands, Ian, Co- Ian Cohen tweets, why are all these bands trying to be Deftones when we need more trashy bangers? That's like, true. Like Filter and uh, Stone Temple Pilots. I was like, yeah, what the fuck? You know, Why don't well, we I, have more of that? A lot of bands that are trying to beat F-Tones are doing so. Like, they just don't have fucking Chino's swag, man. Like, you just, you just can't. They don't you, got the you, juice. You, they, don't, they don't have the juice. And, but, you know, like, I need some, like, I want some edema the way you like it type shit. And the thing is, this stuff probably does exist, except it's so far off my radar that I wouldn't even be able to recognize it, even if it were to slap me in the face. See, the thing is, this is the same thing that's missing from, like, Deftones worship, that's missing from Linkin Park worship, that's missing from Limp Bizkit worship, it's missing from all this shit, which is that bands now cannot write songs with the ambition of being hit singles well they can't imagine it because there's like even if you were to have a hit single like it's not going there's not like trl there's not like mtv there's not like clear channel i mean like like ask yourself just ask yourself like when chino wrote change in the house of flies he had to have thought to himself like this could be a big hit yeah like they grew up with like the pesh mode and the cure and like all those bands that you know they they there is a route for that. Whereas, you know, if you're a band who's, you know, 25, 26 years old now and, you know, signed like run for cover or whatever, like, you know, your experience is with, I mean, like, you don't, it, it's just a real crapshoot as far as like how, po- A, 
how popular can your band get and b like how will a hit single actually hit so if like you know it's just so hard to conceive it and it's incredible to imagine like madonna coming down <laughs> to the studio because like white pony on un- underperformed badly and was, and was like what the fuck imagine if the next vein or the next loathe album did a hundred thousand copies first week yeah <laughs> like everything would change immediately yeah i i remember like i remember the, with those numbers I, I remember uh interviewing uh local h scott from local h and um they talked about like how if they sold like a hundred thousand records maybe they'd make it to like album two it's like if like and that was like oh my god like that's an embarrassment to be on a major yeah, label and sell like 100. yeah it's like oh we went gold and like i just remember like rappers would be like yeah we only went gold like that's how humiliating like i look i lived in that era and i bought cds for no fucking reason at all like i don't remember how ha- ian keyboard what oh i have no ian idea going Ian keyboard. Oh, no, you is. didn't see his camera flip around just then. Am I the only person? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. Okay. I saw it. Okay. Yeah. I I plugged my phone into charge, and I think something happened. Is it cool now? Are we good? No, you're still. No, that's fine. It's perfect. All right. <laughs> so, I mean, we can hear his an audio voice, show. It's right? all right. Oh fuck! I gotta edit this too. Why do I make my own life so difficult? So at the very, I'm gonna. I'll stop video. Okay. So um. Whereas, so anyway, local um, H, baby, new metal. Yeah, we're, we're just bringing bringing out playing all the fucking hits, man. Um, but yeah, it's like I didn't have eighteen or nineteen dollars to like spend at one time, but I did um, because you know I like that's how if I liked the song, I would be able to get to hear it again. You know what I mean? So, but uh, yeah, I just I think the concept of like what a hit single is nowadays is just so different. Uh, that you know like they don't know like why would they want to write a hit single like that you know and but that doesn't it i don't think it works i don't think if you're rip if you're like imitating deftone circle white pony or circa almost anything yeah you have to try to write a big chorus i think that that's why like say two-way mirror by loathe works is yeah. because it has a big chorus like you remember the oh, big yeah. chorus and why most of these bands though that are trying to be the next deftones are ripping off deftones i don't remember any other fucking music yeah like you have to have more than drop tuning and emotional vocals well have you listened to soul blind who the hell <laughs> You made that up. You just I did not make Soul Blind. I I have heard heard that record. I've heard that band. I've heard them. I've heard Narrowhead. I've heard, you know, all those bands that like have the kind of like hum death tones sort of, you know, word flush water. Yeah, like all those bands. A lot of them are good, though. Well, I do like no, I do like flush water. Now I do like flush water. But I mean, most of the time when I hear like, oh, yeah, it's very death tones esque. I'm just like, I'm I'm out right I'm yeah out. it's 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 kind of sad like so many like so many of the bands like i absolutely love like you know deftones for example like i think like japan droids would be another example it's like if a band says they sound like that i'm like yeah i'm fucking out dude like yeah it's like there's no way you're gonna do that better or even remotely as good as like the band that uh you know changed my life so would you say that deftones changed your life I mean, to the degree like I'm on a fucking podcast talking about him now, um, you know, I've um, 
uh, I would say that they have, I mean, like I've had some really cool opportunities, um, you know, with regards to this band, uh, and, you know, as a, like, and I think that like liking Deftones in a way has, I don't know, like, I don't want to say like at the risk of like, just sounding corny as fuck, like being like, oh yeah, like part of what makes me, you know, part of like what I guess distinguishes me as a writer or like what, you know, I'm known for is like being someone who would like stump for Deftones. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, that that brand, yeah, that's brought music and people to within my life that um you know probably wouldn't have been there if I just said nah fuck this I'm listening to Yola Tango instead. So, uh, Ian, quick question. What's up? Let's uh you know speaking of White Pony, yeah, uh, off the top of your head, top three, top three songs on White Pony. Correct. Yes. All right. Cool. So I mean, like I know this is like chalk, but you got to do um change digital bath. Not necessarily in that order, but I'd also put Knife Party. I mean, it's like, that's chalk, but you can't like, or no, 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 sorry. I would put Fight a Sarah over Knife Party. Oh, all right. Interesting. I respect you. So 3A and 3B. Cranberry, Cranberry, top three deep cuts off White Pony, go. Uh, OG Pink Maggot, Korea. I I love the build, Kirk. Nothing will ever change that. And then uh, Streetcar. Yeah, dude. Korea is so doubt. Korea is fire. I love Korea. I, I love that. The song. drop I right in the middle of that song and the, the scratching. Bro. Yeah. The scratch, the, the record scratching. Frank Delgado. We haven't mentioned him yet. Fucking. That's when he came on full time. Yeah. Frank yeah. Delgado. His first record. Hell as a yeah. Actual member of the band. Bro, that was another thing that this pitchfork writer Ian Cohen wrote about was the <laughs> Frank Delgado's contributions. And I've quoted this like six zillion times was that Frank Delgado's contributions to White Pony were so atmospheric and like back burner. Like it wasn't like uh, Mr. Han on Linkin Park Records. Yeah, where it, was it wasn't like, like DJ blah, blah, blah. Lethal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Frank Delgado was coming in and he was like playing the background role. He was like beefing up the atmospherics yeah. and that was and the, fucking and, awesome and the thing is yeah like people would just say like oh he's not at, like oh it's a like that was the you know stereotype of like the new metal dj oh they're not actually doing anything no look at this guy's fucking nord lead three man he's uh he's uh he's 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 he's, he's sprinkling that spice on there he was a great ad and i know it was tough for them at the time where people would like because it was funny to see deftones like add a dj like of right. course they would add a dj and i think that that was tough for them to be like well he's a contributor in this way but he i mean he was he was a contributor in that way and when did he officially like join the band is he still know. in the band oh yes. right yeah he is still in the band okay we White just Party saw him live first official i'm in the band album does he like go back and do scratching on like Unlike their earlier songs, like he does, he scratch on board now. No, he takes photographs of the band when they play the old songs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's their photographer as well. You got to do double duty if you're doing. It's like how Yellow Card had that dude playing the violin. Like that man was doing backflips off amplifiers and singing background <laughs> vocals. Like he knew he was like his meal ticket. I cannot fucking believe you. You 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 would compare the god Frank Delgado to fucking violin dude from Yellow Card. <laughs> violin violin dude from yellow card yeah, I, I know he has a name but like yellow card that was not the. I it was, just happens to be violin dude but yeah cohen what would you give ocean avenue by yellow card for we a need song? a new zoom link and cohen let's go 
Let's go. We have less than a, a minute. 6.6. Oh, my like, God. Oh, it's got so much, but it also sucks. Yeah, right. Big shout out to our guests. We got to wrap it up. I'm going to send everyone a new link. Here we go. <laughs> Your song I thought I would. There we go. I think that White Pony holds up beyond any reasonable measure. I mean, it holds up better than Yellow than... Card. That's for sure. It, yeah, it I, like, I, I gotta, I, I gotta just out myself. I've never listened to Ocean Avenue, but I'm assuming. Stop, I'm album. Okay, so with Ocean <laughs> Avenue, right? What people don't talk about is there's a 9/11 song on Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew that, that's all I would. If I knew nobody, that, that's all I would talk about. Nobody knows there's a 9/11 song on Ocean Avenue with like voice clips from news recordings and stuff, right? Oh no! Yeah, yeah. on there's Ocean not, Avenue. It's not just a 9-11 song. It's a 9-11 song, like a big time, like <laughs> big time. And then there's also. Song? Oh, that came out in 2003. Okay. There was a Soulfly album with a track that was intended to be a moment of silence for those lost on 9-11. Yeah, and it was way. silent. That was what made it good. This uh, song is not silent. It's loud. However, I fucking digress. White Pony, right? So let me ask you this, though. Mr. Cohen, what would what? you give Deftones' self-titled record if you could redo that one? Because I'm telling you right now, if you go on that, if you go on your website, the website that you own, it's still a 4.7. <laughs> it's still a 4.7. Yeah, classic review. I miss that energy. Look, I don't agree I with it. I also but... miss that energy sincerely. Sincerely. Yeah, yeah I, I'll tell anyone who listens, like, I don't care if they got the score wrong. The original at the drive-in relationship command review is so much better than mine like that that is just classic shit um but i would say if 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 indeed we're gonna go with the baseline that like you know we're gonna keep the white pony 8.4 i think that's a flawed but redeemable 7.4 7.4 baby hell yeah i quoted flawed but redeemable i quoted your fucking review of uh relationship of commander ross robinson because we were talking <laughs> we were talking about the mix we were talking yeah. about how it was mixed, and I mentioned that the band at the drive-in, the band did not like how Andy Wallace well, mixed yeah, the right. record, and that was because of you. So I'm glad that that digression happened because I knew right. that in your review it was mentioned that the band later was like it wasn't – we didn't like the mix. It was too commercial. Oh, fuck, man. Like, I, I, I got to hand it to you. That's not something I would say to Ross Robinson. Like, that guy terrifies me. He was the dude, nicest was guy. A, oh, I'm sure he's he the nicest so nice. guy. But so like, I have never met someone so spiritual and ethereal about new metal in my <laughs> life. Yeah, just doing doing meth in a baker's field, or no, they were in the Malibu Ranch. But like, yeah, anyway, meth and whiskey to make that whole album. And this man was like the most <laughs> spiritual, ethereal dude about that music ever. It was really inspiring, and it was wonderful to talk. But so. I think it's a great record. I think it's held up. And I do think that the version of it, and I do sincerely no meme shit, no Twitter shit. Think that the version of it with the back to school at track one is the better version. And I hate that I have to fight it out for that, but I understand <laughs> because I can't think of any other, I can't think of any other world in which a, a record label could replace the first track on an album. And it works. That's insane. So they uh, didn't replace it. They inserted it. Yes. So now, now I have to ask since, like, it, 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 I, I'm gonna like just reverse the vibes. Like, we asked the here. questions here, sir. Absolutely <laughs> not. Like, if we're gonna talk about like how 
you could consider like the a second or a second edition of White Pony to be the most legitimate one. Uh, Saturday Night Wrist, original pink cell phone or the one that cuts out the part at the end? Well, the thing about that is that's on the clean cut of the album. There's no swearing on the album that has the better quote unquote version of pink cell phone. I think <laughs> everyone would go for that version. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Nobody but that's likes, on an incomplete album. Nobody likes the full version of pink cell phone. That's like universally the worst Deftone song ever. <laughs> and it didn't have to be. They just cut out that fucking studio banter shit. Ian, are you down with the, can you quote it? Can you quote a little bit of that to us? <laughs> I cannot. Just a, just a uh, lyric or two uh, of, of like wait, call but, it a lyric yeah wait we yeah. lost ian what happened we he's quoting a little pink <laughs> cell phone to us yeah seriously like i i i got i i have a reputation to uphold here i can't be caught on tape uh saying stuff about like and this is where you're gonna like i'm gonna like mouth the words but i'm not saying like he's mouthing foreskin just for all the viewers <laughs> no. at home because it's not he's mouthing foreskin Going, uh, I was Ian. trying to uh, no, I was trying to say a different word, but thank you for uh, like li- putting putting words in my mouth, uh, quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> but I wish that the thing is, is that this so this record coming out right in the year two thousand is it was that perfect intersection between artistic impulse and commercial possibility because even an mm. album like I was just it was the era of abandoned pools. So yeah. Oh, the remedy. That's a. That that yeah. song bangs, man. It was commercial we'll, as fuck because it was yeah, a theme song they, for an MTV cartoon. Yeah, well, it, wasn't that like song like a diss song against the guy from Eels? Was it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. Like yeah, that kind of rules. <laughs> yeah, look that up. I'm like, I remember hearing that once, and because like there's not a lot of abandoned pools lore. That was another song we played at the radio station, the remedy, like uh which yeah, if you put like that, that I think that was By about Jason Mraz. No, abandoned no. pools. Abandoned pools, dude. <laughs> How do you not know abandoned pools? <laughs> okay. How do you know abandoned pools? You're on. Uh, you you graduated high school in 2017. You know yeah. who abandoned pools are? How? Because in 2017, for some reason, every fucking 18 year old on the planet got obsessed with Clone High, the, song, oh. the TV show that had them in it. I did not know. Fuck. Wow. I don't know why all of a sudden it had a big resurgence in 2017, but it did. Way, <laughs> hey, way back in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if you ever want to... Which is in- the last time I saw Deftones, by the way, opening for Guns N' Roses in St. Louis, Missouri. They opened for yeah. GNR? Yeah, it was, ju- it was just Deftones and Guns N' Roses. It sounds like a... Their s- first show back oh. in St. Louis since the riot. Wow. So, yeah, I was about to say, uh, they got some history there. They got some history everywhere. <laughs> yeah, good point. I mean, OK Computer just went double platinum. And like, I think in 2000s, you could make guitar music that was ambitious creatively and also succeed commercially. And it was the mm. only time you could produce a record like this. Because mm. the thing is, is that it's it's tough to impart this to people. But new metal wasn't always the worst genre in world <laughs> history. Like there was a period in time where where rock publications tried to make it into a really respectable thing oh i remember well i i remember very vividly like uh, just as someone who obsessively read rolling stone throughout the, the the mid to late 90s when they like would they realize like okay we gotta like you know, they would give like uh, we gotta we, come up with something yeah we, we so they like, <laughs> would give like a significant other and like follow the leader like 
really good reviews and they had like didn't Robert you know, Christigo did the significant other review for Rolling well, Stone. Yeah, the less said the better, but um <laughs> he, he's, he's, embar- he's embarrassed. He's like, he's like, Jesus, man, come on. If if that's the thing he's most embarrassed of, uh, he's got a lot of soul searching to do, but um <laughs> I'll 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 digress. But, I remember uh, I mean doing like back research doing research I think it's more like Spin magazine and Kerrang that were ride or die <laughs> that were right. ride or die about new metal like Spin magazine's number one album of 2000 or 2001 I think was Toxicity. That was Toxicity, yeah. yeah. That I, w- w- that wasn't the one where it was like your computer. Which what year was that? Wait, like, really? Are you being uh, serious? They did there a- was a, no. There was a, there was a year uh, that uh, they named Sp- your computer as album of the year. I think so. That yeah, is so Spin Magazine. But uh, yeah, the, I'm looking at this. But System of a Down, that makes sense. Um, wow, right? And and I always bring Weezer that up. was number nine, huh? You know what? It was a crazy year, man. Okay, that would have okay. been the Green Album, right? That would have been really, the Green Album. You're being really insensitive. To American Pie Two. The the soundtrack was number soundtrack. was number soundtrack. twenty, huh? What the fuck, you know what? Anyway. All right. Yeah. Listen, Pete. the point that I'm trying to get at is there was <laughs> there was a fulcrum moment in which new metal could be something to be you know like respectably yeah. into. I mean, you know what? There was even this website. Uh, what the fuck? Okay, there was a website that gave uh, Incubus's album Science an eight point seven. <laughs> oh pitchfork pitchfork did that everyone remembers when pitchfork did that right that in. look that was like that was that was like back when you could essentially call it a blog like uh i bet you could put that review up right now could you put that back up right now i am not i do not fuck with incubus aside from like a few songs like you i i can't front like i really wish i could front and say i like incubus more than i actually do but you but could put that review back up it's not there no, it's done. They took it down. They took okay. that down and they took down Brent DeCrenzo's 6.9 follow the leader corn review. Yeah, yeah, I know all of this shit just off the rip. <laughs> this is the life I lead and people wonder. <laughs> and, and I am it, so sorry. And I don't ask myself why I don't get invited to parties or have sex ever. It's like, you know, <laughs> this is this is what I've done with my brain. No, Kirk, you get invited to parties. Come on. I know. No, my brother in Christ. I've memorized the pitchfork deep lore. <laughs> That's what I've done. I turned yeah. them down because I have to remember when Pitchfork gave a positive review of Follow the Leader by Corn. Yeah, I, 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 I can. There, like, there's no way for me to possibly make penance because, like, I, I imagine there's more Kirks out there than like. <laughs> Unfortunately, if, if not, if not me, it's like you know that when when so, when when they saw someone like I don't know give like you know. So like I like my my pal Paul Thompson like gave like did a Sunday review of like Nas is still Matic and like I'm mad maybe that's like whatever like Kirk that's like there's a Kirk origin story stemming from that you know I could have been into Katy Perry but I had to be in the pains of pure at heart the pains of being pure at heart (laughs) Ian thanks a lot Ian sorry bro man this is. Yeah, this, this is this is like what, like, uh, what's that show? Like, my name is Earl. Where like I just kind of like do you a have to podcast. Be, you have to be sorry because it turns out it would have been cooler to be in into childish Gambino, but no, yeah. somebody. Nope. Yeah. I mean, that is a really bad album, but 
Yeah, who, who's talking about Childish Gambino in 2023 versus uh, Deftones? Yeah, I don't even get hate mail about that album anymore as far as I know. So, yeah, Oh, I you used the, to? Oh, God, yeah, for like that and Kid Cudi. Like those two, it would be like... You were so right about Kid Cudi, though. <laughs> like That is the thing that fucks me up is that like we've had to reevaluate artists, you know, like, oh... You know, oh, well, the influence of Kid Cudi yeah. can't be denied. It's still a shit album. I don't care. I've listened yeah. to it. It's no good. Like, we we can't do this for every artist. Like, you can't mm. convince me that Camp is a good album. It's not. No. But, yeah. But, I mean, like, in the, again, people, like, will legitimately say, yeah, like, uh, listening to Man on the Moon, that shit changed my life for real. And, like, they could be extremely sincere, but... But it's like, I guess fine! Why do you have to care what Ian Cohen thinks? Fine, let it change your life, dude. Don't be like that. Um, no? It's not what I think. It's, like, what I think in the context of, like, what a website thinks, so... So if you could re-review that Claxons album... <laughs> the one that Ross produced? Yes, Ian Cohen. The one that Ross produced. Echoes fucking banger. Um, I don't know. I haven't I listened to uh Myth of the Near Future a few weeks ago, but I've not listened to Surfing the Void in a minute. It has uh, been a hot minute. Yeah, I just remember that album being extremely fucking loud. <laughs> it is super loud. I tried to listen to it before the Ross Robinson interview, and I was like, whoa, I don't like this. I have echoes on a mix from that time. And I just remember it was like so hard to sequence it properly because it just like there was no song that you could put before and after uh, that like made the volume make sense. It, it was like a, but then again, I was like listening to like, you know, fucking shit like how to dress well and twin shadow. I don't say shit like derogatory. I, I love that shit, but just shit is uh, in terms of what was 2009. Stuff, real. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, like dumb shits. Yeah. Them okay. shits, John's. But to will. get hold on now to get things back on topic. Sorry, I keep diverting. To get things back on topic, what what would you give <laughs> Teflon Don? <laughs> yeah, damn it. That that's that that is that is a nine if there ever was one. By the oh, way, no! we cannot that... call this episode White Pony Review anymore. <laughs> we cannot <laughs> Ian Cohen review. Yeah, no, I'm Her saying man, punishes like, Ian Cohen. <laughs> I'll tell you what, like that was another big, like, I remember how hard me and some other people had to fight to get Rick Ross taken seriously. Um, and that was like a, that was like a real tipping point as well. It's like, nope, BMF, you can't deny that shit anymore. Cause like we went really like me and a couple other guys, like we went really, really hard in the paint for uh deeper than rap, but uh, yeah. You could have said hard in the paint for hard in the paint. That was your sh chance. But you didn't review Blockavelli. Uh, no, did you not review Blockavelli? I did not. I didn't. I wanted to. Boy, and yeah, I love. Oh, God, man, that it is wouldn't that let you give it. That's it a, wouldn't let you give it a ten. That is a new metal album. If there ever was one, I should work on that. I should try to get that. Yeah, I should work on that. But listen, to get things back on topic, seriously. <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, seriously. To get things back on topic. All right. What would you give Cardinal by Pine Grove in a post? <laughs> oh, no, come on. No, let's Jesus be clear. Christ. Let's get back on topic because I think it's at least an 8.7. But like, we need to get back on topic. So let's get back on topic. Could you go back and give every front bottoms album a zero? Because <laughs> I think that I think that if there was don't look at my girlfriend's looking at me. Those albums fucking suck. Man, if there was ever a worse band. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. White Pony, White Pony. Okay. <laughs> So if you could go Listen back, home, I was holding up a copy of White Pony to the camera. 
my bad. <laughs> if you could do sorority noise again. No, if you could. So listen, white pony, right? <laughs> I think that if you know what else, though, Ian Cohen is a gore. Are you still a gore defender? I like gore. Yeah, yeah I fuck with that's... gore. Close enough for me. We can talk about gore. <laughs> I think that. Well, I think that what's interesting, though, is that like Deftones followed that sort of dowsing rod toward. Oh, I hate to even say this shoe gaze of being space like space rock if you don't want to say shoe oh, gaze. oh whatever same bullshit ass different no 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 and i'm not like i'm not like mad at you about it i'm just mad at that <laughs> sort of perception that like right that they're like a, a shoe gaze alt metal band because it's like the the thing that made them special to anybody was that they were a new metal band with artistic and commercial ambitions yeah. and that was how they ended up at the at the white pony sphere and then like the lo- the longer it went on that it was like well actually they're a blah and a blah band the mm. worse they got if mm. i may be so annoying but yeah i mean gore they've kind of written that one out of their history a little bit yeah it's they? got pink tri- it's got it's got prayers beat, it's got prayers triangles on it which is the last great deftone song and that's You're a fucking great insane. and that's a great fucking song don't that's a good song, song but I, say that's the last one no yeah Fuck no no which no, they've, one? Okay. they've written ceremony and radiant city since then you yeah can, you can't say those were the two songs i was going to bring up wavelength right here yeah ohms ohms has fucking bangers on it all right well maybe i'm just a gore's defender too but i digress so i think but i do think that that it was also acid hologram that's a fucking good song it now, is. Oh, now who show it? Is it okay? Fine. <laughs> if you could re review Jank, no, come oh, on, no. Man. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Like, I, as if I don't like, as if I'm not like self conscious enough about like how many fucking bands I've like written up who got like canceled like six months later. Like, do you not think I like wonder, oh my God, like, what does this say about me? Or like, is this my fault somehow? This is not what I want you to do. This is not what I want you to come away with. I don't want, I'm I'm like trying to be like, haha, funny, but like Ian, like this whole podcast is possible because you gave Deftones an 8.4. Like I'm telling you, I read that review and was like, oh, new metal kicks ass. I'm just trying to see where the bar is. You want to see yeah. how good White Pony really is. I'm sorry, but that's what how it's fucking happened. I went from White Pony to Life is Peachy and I heard Chi for the first time and was like, yeah. this is unbelievably good. And and then from there, I was like, I had this all wrong. And then from there, somehow I got into Stained, which I can't, <laughs> I can't. I'll you tell know you what. what? Ian, you? Cohen, Ian Cohen never gave Break the cycle of 7.0 Sunday. What routine. would you give 14 shades of gray? Um, Two? Uh, one point. I give it a no. Yeah. Which which one had for you on it? That one, that song kind of Break bangs. the cycle. And I would say break the cycle is like a 6.1. <laughs> yeah. For you is like one of the most unintentionally funny songs I've heard in my life. That video is unreal. That, that the riff fucking goes, but the video is so funny. It I is know. the it Everyone's is like way fun to their parents in the diner. Yeah, it rules so hard. <laughs> I don't and know how like, the fuck I got so into them. Ian, <laughs> what is the most obscure new metal band you got into contemporarily? Oh my gosh. Ah <laughs> obscure guy. Uh, oh, I feel so unprepared to answer that. Um 
like i mean to obscure to most would be like i don't know some shit like edema because like they wouldn't remember that but like i mean to this crew i mean i when i when you put out that like new metal uh list of like the best songs i'm like i haven't heard it i haven't heard of like 80 percent of these fucking people <laughs> but did you listen to them after i put the list out I listen to some of them. I'm like, yeah, I wish I hear what Kirk hears, man. Like I wish, like I, every time I hear an uh, or read an enthusiast, um, you know, like someone doing a deep dive. I don't care if it's like IDM or like, you know, like you know, drill rap or whatever. Like when I hear someone who's like, man, this person knows their shit about this genre that like I don't read anything about. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't say that. I can't say like there's an obscure band that like uh, comes to mind where it's like even oh my god no Kurashi were they new metal we like Kurashi we like Kurashi around these yeah I'm just trying to folks yeah I'm just trying to think of stuff that like I'm trying to jog my memory for stuff I played in um 2001 and two when I was working at that radio station and of course god you know you've already brought up a bunch of canceled bands so uh oh, you know where man. i'm going with that i forgot <laughs> that you're a tantric guy <laughs> no okay. breakdown is fucking tantric <laughs> break breakdown is the funniest that song's fucking hilarious but that's like that's like that's like new grunge that's not new metal oh no we have to own that one i'm sorry what? We how is tantric new metal tantric we take on to no no, we have to take the good. We have to take the bad. There's, there's nothing space for new white metal. pony. There's space for tantric. I'm Holiday Kirk with the new metal agenda. Thanks no, for joining us, everybody. <laughs> like and subscribe. Nope. Nope. We, we got to end there. Tantric. But everything's going to shake now, baby. Good night. I'm, no, they're the worst band. And I'm trying to think of who else that Ian might have been a defender of, but I can't. I can't. No, I'm like thinking there was tantric. There was. Um, injected Gosh. injected was definitely like uh faithless that 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 song actually fucking rips um rips. I, I, I shreds shreds there was actually i made a cd for myself at the time of like all those bands like these like one-off random acts i was playing on the radio and that this did have for you on it it had faithless it did have edema the way you like it and have any fuel smile empty soul perhaps Ooh, I don't think I don't one. think we played them. I don't good think we played one. them. Yeah, no. Fuel. Oh, fuck you! That first Smile Empty Soul album is good. I <laughs> fuck you all. They, if the yeah. lead singer of Smile Empty Souls listening to this podcast, fuck you. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't edit that out. Yeah, don't, don't edit that out. I stand by that. Yeah, we. Yeah, it's like it's it's no longer the Ian Cohen episode. It's the episode where like uh, you know the new Ian metal Cohen talks shit about the lead singer of Taproot. Yeah. Taproot guy, right? <laughs> no, it's the one where you guys start this like fucked up beef with like Smile Empty Soul, and maybe they do like that trap thing where like they just go like so hard if they get banned from Twitter or something. Did you see the episode? All, all nine we of did. the remaining fans start did hating Did you see the us? episode we did with Danny Diablo who personally beefed with Trap so hard they threatened <laughs> to fight each other? Uh that threatened to fight each other. That's like that that's light Well work, it was man. more like the trapped guy threatened to fight Danny Diablo. Oh that's right. That's Diablo what it was. was. And Danny and Danny was like okay and they never got back to him. But yeah I, I mean I even if like you knew nothing about a guy if you knew nothing about the guy if you just knew the fact his name was danny diablo is that like a type of dude you'd want to fucking fight like what is wrong with you not particularly 
<laughs> but uh, Smell of Dissol, the that guy has uh, his politics are very at home with Aaron Lewis and yeah. Chris Brown from Trapped. Oh, is so. he one of those type of guys? Now? He's even uh, worse than them. <laughs> really? He's got the brain worms. <laughs> yeah, that sucks, he's, uh, he's far kinda... gone. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's no bueno. Yeah, uh, and you know, guy, who, who, who the fuck? Kn- like, I guarantee there's like at least two dudes in- injected who like or went hardcore anti-vax. I mean, they were. Oh from, yeah, they were from Georgia. No, I lived in Georgia, so no offense to that part of the country, but like, yeah, the, you could probably make like several super groups several times over of like all the anti-vaxxers or flatter there was a tour in 2020 that was edema tantric smile empty soul truly <laughs> truly a hell on earth style new metal tour. what was i tagged in today it was tantric crazy town edema and edema again. that was the tour and i was like and i was like absolutely not no fucking way so wait a minute wait, wait a minute if this was 2020 was it like one of those shows where it was like i i remember like bush uh played like one of those uh, shows where you could like do like a drive-in type thing no this was, no this was at just the bar, do not wear a mask is what this is happening <laughs> yeah this is happening it was called like, like no tomorrow. safe spaces tour or some shit something like that <laughs> it, it was something akin to that oh my i gotta find like i at least saliva was on that tour too oh they have to be by the way like yeah joe one guy who's been on a three six mafia and jay-z album that is josie scott so <laughs> Shut the fucking head, man. He could have had it all. He quit saliva years ago, so he's clean from this. He, he, he should have not done that, though. They should have they should have pivoted to Southern rap when they had the chance, because that would have been fire. Okay, so I, I tried looking up the uh, Tantric Edema Smile Empty Soul No Safe Spaces tour. What I did find is that Eventbrite. Atomic Legacy Wrestling Atomic Legacy Wrestling presents Smile Empty Soul and Tantric at Winfield Sports Bar in Satellite Beach, Florida. So Hell yeah. <laughs> if if you're in the Satellite Beach, Florida area on Monday, March 20th, uh, I got you might want to clear your fucking schedule. Oh, oh wait fuck, I'm working that day. Huh? <laughs> yeah, Turns darn. out I do have my limits now. White pony, right? So okay, now you want to talk about white pony? <laughs> no, no fuck that. I, I talked about white pony so much over my life. This is like, like where I can like unfree and be the be the be the tantric uh, evangelist yeah, that tantric I was always defender, meant to be. the tantric <laughs> defender that he wants to be. Yeah, can... fuck masks, dude. Tantric. <laughs> and what's funny is, is that tantric and Deftones were on the same record label. Madonna hey man, there was a lot after. of money. There was a lot of money to go around back then. There was a great uh, listicle a few years ago. I normally hate them, but it was the worst Yarlers. Yarling, of course, being the... <laughs> and Tantric Dude. I don't even remember his name. It doesn't matter. But Tantric Dude, you are the worst Yarler. So thank you. Kevin, his name is Kevin Tantric. <laughs> Kevin Tantric. <laughs> Just for the record. That is... uh, his name's Ian Cohen, and we have him on the show right now. <laughs> and here he is. I was like, Ian, give us your No, no, no. I'm looking. It's from Metal Sucks. It's 2013, and the guy's name is hugo ferrera that's what his name is travis meeks is only number seven fuck that oh my (laughs) god the calling this guy man oh everywhere you will go go wherever you will go i remember playing that like i had the night shift at um the radius like i'm talking like graveyard like 10 to 2 in the morning and that song I played that song everywhere you will go i'm like this is the worst song i've heard in my fucking life and then (laughs) someone called in 
And like they were clearly drunk and talking about like how that made them like feel better when their girlfriend <laughs> dumped them. And I was like just this lonely soul in this Charlottesville radio station, like not a person in sight. And this I was like, this is what you did before Twitter. Uh, all you youngins listening to the listen to the podcast right now. You call up the DJ at the alt rock station. Talk <laughs> we're like, fuck calling. you. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I Oh, the tantric breakdown video is awesome. <laughs> it's like almost better than the for you video i do feel like a lot of these younger bands would do good having videos where someone's getting bullied at their high yeah. school and like yeah. rising above it thanks to their music like well, I, think I thought you're gonna i thought you were gonna take that in a very different direction for a second no no i wasn't no i wasn't mr i do want to wrap this up though All ian right. cohen if you could just speak a little bit about the gaslight anthem that would be great. <laughs> Jesus That's Christ. That's a band I never thought you would bring up. I thought that would be me having to bring them into your... I think the, that the we would... The 59 sound fucking whips. It's a um, great record. Great record. Uh, but you did yeah. give one of them a pretty bad score, and we have the lead singer on now if he wants to join. Hold you on. You know what? That guy, Brian Fallon and I, like, we've hashed it out. We've actually talked, and uh, I think I think we're cool. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, like, he's one of the... He's, like, one of the... You know, there there are there are a few uh bands that like I like kind of shat on in the early days and like, you know, we I've kind of like made amends, you know, in, in a in a way I could, but then there are just some bands who just absolutely fucking despise me. Uh but I think Gaslight Anthem Brian and I I think we're kind of cool. So yay. <laughs> we're we're counting down. So before we go, I just want to say to our guest, thank you. Beach slang, right? Do you wanna take <laughs> all right? So I just want to say to our <laughs> Like the man, the punishing no, 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 is just no, unreal. No, 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 no I'm the one. Like it, I, I'm being like punished for real, not in like the uh, the vernacular sense of the word. I'm just like being like this fucking rogues gallery, this like nightmare. Like you know, the night before Christmas, I'm like all the all the ghosts of canceled bands I've no, no, no. reviewed. No, sorry, I'm sorry. I really don't want to do this anymore, and I do want to say thank you though. By the way, brand new, right? So I just want to say, <laughs> I just want to say thank you for getting me into the biggest brand new phase of my life. And then something else happened that you might have known about. This is the this is both the best and worst episode we've ever done. No, it's serious. It's it totally is. It totally is. Great content, horrible structure. <laughs> I can fix this. I can edit this. Anyway, seriously, though, seriously, seriously, Ian, jank. No, seriously, Ian, <laughs> we seriously are counting down, though, from five minutes. Ian, I would like to thank you from the bottom of my fucking heart for turning me on to so many of my favorite bands, so many of my favorite songs, so many of my favorite albums throughout my life. You have changed the direction of, like, where I've gone as like not as like a person and as a fan of music many, many times. And you writing that review of White Pony opened my eyes up to this entire genre. And I just want to tell you, like, thank you so much. Hey, uh, I'm really glad to hear it. You know, like a lot of um, to all y'all. I mean, <laughs> it like when it, with writing, I think like one of the things that I think myself and, you know, I imagine other people struggle with is like, does anyone actually care? Does like anyone actually read this shit? Like, and to hear that, like, you know, people had the same experience that, you know, I did. Like, I, I know for a fact that like I read shit that like changed my life back then. So it's, it's cool to see that like people still really care. So um, yeah, it was a pleasure to be on.
thank you so much, Ian, for being on the podcast and uh, speaking on behalf of myself and upon the new metal agenda. I would this like to a- impart to all of our listeners out there. White Pony is a masterpiece. 10 out of 10 fucking classic among classics. This has been Holiday Kirk with the New Metal Agenda, reminding you all to be listening to this genre as often as possible. Bug your family, your friends, and everyone you know about it. Peace out, everyone. Good night.